soon after we quit, we actually kind of pivoted into the Web3 space. What was it before? Like, so we quit. And I remember like, I, I moved from Colorado to Austin and then I get to Austin, wake up the next day. So it's been, I mean, it's been a pretty cool. I mean, you definitely get some bad apples, but. Definitely. Yeah. So question for like the audience too, like. Uh, like and like actually showing that you understand aside from just a few boards. There's a lot of psychology to it too. Though, I, yeah. I remember this one, you guys asked me like. Uh, There's been kind of advice pieces in the space where if you're, especially early in your career, go to work at a startup, uh, you're not going to go to like an Amazon or a Facebook and be like an entry level or like one above that. Like you'll shoot straight to like middle or top just because. Yeah, all right, well, welcome to. Episode 27 of New Money Talks. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the four people one's always a difficult one. That mic might not work, but it is what it is. We'll, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> I'm doing the introduction today. Kyle gave me the job because these are my buddies. Yeah. We have uh, Armon and Parker. Um, not to be buddies. mistaken with the DC not, car. Yeah, not DC company, Parker. Shout Armon. out Parker. These are actually my buddies from college. We uh, live in the same house. We're like... Uh, a year, a two year, years, yeah, something yeah, like same that. Same pledge classes, different pledge classes, all, all good friends. They started a uh, a Web3 payments company two years ago. No, 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 no. a year ago. Yeah, a year ago, over a year yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, a year ago. Damn. Damn. Time flies. Started off different, changed up a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah, pivoted. Yeah. You yeah. guys are big uh, Web3 entrepreneurs. They live in Brooklyn, but like also Austin and also uh, other places across the, <laughs> across the world. Crash gone on a few couches uh, here and there. I'm, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Like, tell me exactly who you guys are, what you guys do. Like, I think it's the first Web3 people that we've had on this, like crypto type of stuff. But like yeah. a lot of guys who, or girls who do watch this, like get it. Like e-commerce guys, agency guys, just people like new money people, right? It's like, this is obviously part of new money. Um, yeah. I don't want to butcher what the hell you guys do. It, so the founders of peas.com now, not I. Yep, yep. For you. Yep. So like, yeah, give your three sec, three minutes on what the hell Peas is, who the hell Parker and uh, Armand is, and like talk to the people. Talk to us, but like talk Rock to the people. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we can maybe start with Peas and then get into our personal backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. uh, so essentially Peas makes it really easy for any end user to use what's called a Web3 app. Uh, Web3 apps are powered by crypto. They're built on blockchain. And as a result, as an end user of these crypto apps, of Web3 apps, you have to have a wallet, you have to have crypto, you have to manage your gas, you have to do all these things. It's really complicated. Um, and up until now, a lot of the tech savvy people that have used these apps have been kind of the, I guess, the entire market of these Web3 apps, and it's been fine. Um, but a lot of the customers that we work with are wanting to obviously expand into the rest of the internet. The internet has 5 billion monthly active users, whereas Web3 has sub 100,000 monthly active users. So bridging that gap requires making the user experience the same as it was in the previous internet. And so what we enable is users to sign in with Google, Facebook, Apple, put down their credit card and use these apps like they would any other app. They would have no idea that kind of all the stuff that we automate is going on under the hood. So for normal people, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean for normal people? It's like, it's like, like PayPal Stripe for... Yeah, yeah. So we've built uh, essentially a Stripe for Web3, the, the new internet. Yeah, but in the way of like in, in normal crypto apps, you would need uh, a cryptocurrency to make the payment for say, like even just like a digital like digital good or physical good. And so say we're on the Ethereum blockchain, you need ETH to make that payment. Um, for most people being able to like going to buy ETH, whether it be from like a Coinbase or you're actually on-ramping through like 
there's like an on-ramp providers where you can buy it kind of through yeah, them within yeah. a wallet. Um, it's pretty difficult. And so we do is basically just allow for that process to get taken care of under the hood. So they can just use your, your Chase card and, and operate in the blockchain in any capacity. So you're, yeah, so you're pretty much building like what like PayPal did in like the 2000, 1989 for like Web3 though. Like you're building that early infrastructure of like payments for like Web3 crypto, Bitcoin, Ethereum world in a sense, right? I mean, it's like in a way... In a way, yes, because of, but there's so much of like in crypto that's already been built out. I mean, there's already subscriptions that are like kind of going down with some some pretty cool products. Obviously, the on ramp going from fiat to crypto is, is established, and the wallet itself is not a novel idea. But the, the issue is just all around the user experience that is taking place. It's like it's kind of just it's just too difficult. There's too much of a learning curve for any normal person to do it. So really, we're not we're not really reinventing a wheel here. We're just kind of putting it on a different car. Interesting. And, yeah, mm. you're making it more simple for like the average person to get involved with this type of thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Is like. it just for making payments, or is it also for processing payments? Yeah. So that's the cool thing about like kind of Web three is that your your wallet or so your account essentially can, is is your hub. Like it is your profile. It's your on, online account. It's your bank. So you own uh, every interaction that goes through that. So whether it be going to from kind of like a Venmo style. Um, approving connections. So whenever you go from one app to another, that same profile is, is in every ecosystem. So not having, you know, you have like your Amazon account, but then you also have like a Hulu account. Instead in Web3, you just have your your wallet or your account and it would like live across the ecosystems. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I want to hear, hear this story. So like, I know both of you for like, I don't know, five years now, probably, mm-hmm. right? How? Tell me the origin of how the hell this whole thing happened. Because pretty much it was like, we were in school, got out of school and then it was like Parker and Armand started attacking me. I was like, what the <laughs> hell? When, like, to me, it, like, it made sense, but it didn't really make sense. I want to hear like, how'd you guys like came up with this? How you guys like started working together? You guys did raise a whole bunch of money to raise like how many millions? 2.1. 2.1 yeah. 2. million, like for all you people out there, like we'll talk about how the hell they raised the millions. Cause like, yeah. I think that's very interesting. How, how, how do you even do that? Um, but like, tell me the origin story. Like how'd you guys come up with this? How'd you end up moving to New York to do this and all this type of stuff? Yeah, so I think, I mean, do you recall kind of in college, I was always building stuff. You were, Parker was yeah, always building you stuff. You had a bunch of like apps you were building, stuff like yeah, that too. Yeah. I remember Parker was tinkering with stuff too, like a whole bunch of yeah. like clubs, tech clubs, all that type of stuff. I mean, that like, was a very Berkeley thing to do anyway. Yeah, like, kind of, sense. I wouldn't say everybody was doing it, but it was it was no surprise. We like, all being were, in that yeah, ecosystem. Yeah, 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 and you were kind of doing all your e-com stuff, which is now translated into all of this. So it's no surprise that we're here now. But yeah, I think the, after graduating, uh, Parker and I, well, even before Parker and I, I was continuing to build stuff. Parker was continuing to build stuff. And one project that I was building, and you'd remember, it was like the credit card optimization app. I do remember that. Uh, I hated my job after graduation. Where'd you, where'd, where'd you work? Months. I was at Cisco. Cisco, fuck uh, Cisco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For all you people out there with jobs. I don't know if they've known yeah, yeah. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you were at Lockheed, right? Yeah, I was at Lockheed. Fuck Lockheed. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Actually, I remember you guys like finished school. You guys had good, you guys good freaking yeah, jobs, yeah, like yeah, six yeah, figures right yeah, out of school. Yeah. Like, it was kind of funny because like I thought I was a stupid one by like not getting a job, and then like you guys were looking at me like, "Well, he's not getting a job." It's like, eh. and then six months later, you're like, "Yeah, fuck it, I got no job." Like we're going balls deep, and <laughs> yep, I was like, yep. "All right, like I guess this is sick, cool." Like, uh, 
why'd you quit? Like actually yeah, all I mean, this shit. Ultimately it's like you just wake up and do something that you give no shit about every single day. And sure it pays well, but like looking back in 10, 20, 30 years, like, is that really what's gonna make you happy? And I remember you called me and you yeah. were, you saw the job and you were like, yo, I'm doing this. I was like, dude, don't I was like, you're making like six figs, like clear. You're, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you're like, I'm barely working. I was like, yeah, just like just keep milking it. Like keep it. And you're like, nah, bro, we're Why doing this. Do I was both? like, I, I I remember the conversations. I was like, yo, like I, sometimes I wish I had a job because like you know, making like 8K a month, 10K a month, just like knowing you're going to make it, it feels good. You know what I mean? Like it's stability. And then you were like, nah, like I'm doing this. I was like, you sure? And then you're like, yeah. And I was like, you sure? And I was like, all right, but like keep, keep going. Cause like, yeah. I remember this, like, yeah, I, I remember these conversations like yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. we did, we did do both for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and really the story was more so even before I had even thought of quitting. Some of the stuff I was working on, I was just asking people. I lived in SF at the time in a house with eight other guys who all worked in tech. Andrew Cohen. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew Cohen. <laughs> shout out Andrew Cohen. Elliot Park. Shout out those guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, asked all of them, like, hey, I'm working on this thing. Like, would you want to help? And they're like, eh, like, yeah, maybe, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Not really. Asked a bunch of people. Asked a bunch of people. Parker, which was, you know, one of the people I asked. We were roommates in college. Good friends. You remember? There's a good story that we can tell there with the whole bed. You remember that? Dude, I, I <laughs> took that punch like a champ right yeah, there. You, did, you ate it. You ate it. But uh, we'll yeah, talk about that later. I mean, I, I just asked a bunch of people like, hey, look, I'm working on this thing. Uh, would you be down to just work on it on the side? And Parker was the only person who was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And so we did it. We were working on whatever. Um, and then four or five months rolled by. Both of us hate our jobs. It's not like it was strenuous work or anything, just super unfulfilling and knowing like, hey, if you know, we can take this thing, blow it up into something bigger, not only will we not regret wasting time in the future, but also like there's always that what if. Like what if I had started that tech company and what if I had become a billionaire when I was 20-something years old, for example? Like that lingering thought would have always killed me and I know it would have killed you. So uh, in February when we – I mean we had no traction, nothing really. We were like, hey, let's just – what what year is this february 22 so a little bit over a year ago uh was kind of like when i called you yeah i remember that parker was like hey let's do this whole thing and parker was like yeah fuck it let's do it we had been talking about it this whole time that was like the sky deck yc time all that stuff right yeah yeah so that was even before that well so yc was like um the apps were like a month after that and then we got interviews in april so anyway i mean stuff moves so fast but like combinator for people yeah yeah we we quit in february and then just went for it and then Soon after we quit, we actually kind of pivoted into the Web3 space. What well, was it before? Was it before? Like the, so we quit. And I remember like, I, I moved from Colorado to Austin. And then I get to Austin, wake up the next day, and he gives me a buzz. He goes, I got this idea. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Anxiety attack. Like, we, we just quit our jobs. Like I like, sold my game. Well, what, what, what was the idea before? Like the, so, the credit card thing? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, God, yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, you say, open your phone. I'm at CVS. What card? I remember. Yeah, yeah. 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 And get this like, like we're making the jump into into crypto, and I was like, shit, I better start reading. Neither of us knew anything, but it was just we had some research. Talked to you, talked to a few other people, and it was just it just made sense to do it at the time. So made the jump and didn't look back. Yeah, hundred percent. Kyle's like, what are they talking about? No, no, no. I I always like look back and I'm like, could I have juggled both in terms of having a like having a nine to five plus doing the entrepreneurship, but at the end of the day, you got to pick one and go all into it. It's like, do I want to have a nine to five and have a more like chill life, or do I want to fucking unlock my full potential? Yeah, yeah. I think he, he did. That's the, what it he comes dropped out of school. To. Oh no, yeah. So like my sophomore year, I told the story a few times on, on the podcast. So Amit put me on decom. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, okay. You, you guys like make make sense. Yeah. And then I put th- my buddies on decom through Amit. Like I came home one summer and I was like, yo, check this out. 
And then what summer was this? Like first summer, like 18, like, yep. like what was that 2017, 2018? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I come home, I told my buddies, and some of them were like, yeah, some of them were like, eh. He was like, eh. Six months later, he drops out of college. He's like, yo, I just did like quarter million this month. And I'm like, how? He's like, oh, e commerce. I was like, yo, it's real. And he was like, yeah, it's fucking real. And then he did like a few million dollar months. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, School's not for everyone, work's not for everyone. So, like, we, we get yeah. it. You know what I mean? I mean, ultimately, you know, like, you're talking with your boys about it. I mean, like, that's like, it's in all the conversations. So, at the end of the day, like, you want to work for yourself. You're going to be miserable if you're not, and like, just make the jump. 100%. Yeah, when, yeah. when you're in your 20s, you got fucking nothing to lose. So, for me, it was kind of like my parents wanted me to obviously stay in school because they wanted stability because they, yeah. they came from stability. And then it was actually through my dad creating a business and then like having that get fucked and crumble and like them losing all their money. That he was kind of like, now he had the taste of both, where he had the stability, he had a business that was doing very well, and then it didn't do very well. And it was like, he was just like, for you, I want stability. But if you want to go this entrepreneurship route, don't do all of these things that like I did that caused the demise of my company. But they were always like on the fence on both sides where it was like, yeah, we, you know, we want you to stay in school. And like, like do both, sure, but stay in school. And I was just like, listen, I, I got to go all in on this if I want to make it work. And I can go back to school whenever I want. Same thing with a job, with a nine to five. It's like, you, if you leave and you pursue whatever you want to pursue for three, four or five years, you can go back to that whenever you want. But you don't always have the opportunity to capitalize on like a market trend like like crypto, you know, Web3. Yep. And like if you guys were like, oh, I'm going to wait like two, three more years until I have maybe a little bit more in the bank, a little bit more stable, you know, a little bit more that it's I can so, invest in it. It's so funny because I was telling you those exact words. I was like, yo, get yeah. a little more money. Like, <laughs> dude, it's the excuses. As soon as you start, yeah. as soon as you make that first excuse, they just start compounding. And then that's why people ne- end up like never leaving. Cause like, yeah. oh, well, I'm at my job for three years. If I stay for a few more, and it's like, they, my yeah, equity starts investing yeah, more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you just like, before the excuses can even come, you just gotta like cut it cold turkey. Like, I'm just gonna go. Yeah. yeah. Even the excuses, I don't think, are the biggest thing. It's like, yeah. you wait a few years and then you, you get married and you buy a house. And you buy a car. You have a kid. And now it's like you can't quit. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. got, you got dependence. You got yeah, you got to fucking jump off the cliff and just build the parachute on the way down. Yeah. yeah. Literally. So you guys are <laughs> building a parachute over there. So like, what happened next? You guys like, he's like, yo, Web3. And then we made a PowerPoint. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, just started networking around and obviously like you know how it went with Chris Quinn. Chris mm-hmm. Quinn was the first investor. Shout out Chris Quinn. Yeah. You're coming oh, on here eventually. Yeah, you gotta get on here. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that name too many times for him not to come on. <laughs> what happened? What? I said I've heard that name too many times for him not to come oh, on. Oh, hundred percent. Now he's obligated. He's the guy. He's the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you introduced us to Quinn. Um, he had a blast talking to us, I guess. He introduced us to a bunch of people that he knows. Yeah, they made the whole thing happen. Introduced us to Hudeno. I mean, that's how VC World works. They don't really invest alone, they invest in herds. So they introduced you to Hudeno. If you know, they can come to kind of kind of come to consensus on you and what you build and you as founders, then they tend to kind of so, so, so for the average person, what's a VC? First of all, people don't even know what the hell a VC. Like we know because like we're, we went to Berkeley. Like yeah, we yeah, get yeah, like, yeah. like what's a VC? What's a VC? Yeah, yeah like a, a venture VC capitalist. Is a, a VC is a venture capitalist. Their job is to invest funds that they get from LPs or what, liquidity providers. Yeah. <laughs> Limited partners. We were at like a, like a VC happy hour and they were talking like margins and all this, all this shit. And we're like, bro, yeah, like, the, just build shit. TBL is this. like, what the fuck is TBL? Like, oh, I'm an AUM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, wait, sorry, we're too degenerate like, in the crypto well, yeah, space. Pretty much like rich people give other rich people money to like find them ways to- Or not rich people. Yeah. 
Like rich people, rich people could also give not rich people money. That's fair too. That happens. What's up, New Money Talks fam? Quick one for our sponsors over at Ad Copy AI. Tony Mastalone and his team have produced one of the most revolutionary marketing tools to date called Ad Copy AI. And what it does is essentially harnesses the power of AI in order to lead your uh, acquisition systems and strategies for your marketing efforts, right? So whether you're selling physical products or digital products, it is much more tailored and targeted for marketers relative to something like a chat GPT. And I wanna really quickly show you how it works. So let's say my buddy's company, Javi Coffee, he wants me to run ads for his brands and, and populate uh, ad copy. What I would do is I would come over to the ad copy AI Chrome extension. I'd click create Facebook copy and I'd provide some inputs, right? So this is the input category. So this is gonna be javicoffee.com. Target audience are going to be young, Starbucks addicts. <laughs> and then, you know, it, you can also have selling points populate directly from the product URL. And they have something called a creativity amplifier, which is really unique. So the more creative you make it, the more kind of create, you know, obviously creativity they can pull into the copy. Um, it might not be incredibly accurate for what it is that you're going to be selling. And so you have to kind of play around with the creativity amplifier, right? So if you make this very low, it's going to be a very cookie cutter response depending on your inputs, right? So it might be like regurgitated, but when you have the creativity amplifier up, it gets very, very creative and it can spit out some really cool outputs, right? So I'm going to go ahead and click on generate Facebook ad copy, and we're going to let copy AI, ad copy AI do its magic. Boom, so we have elevate your coffee experience, tired of the same old Starbucks routine, meet Javi Coffee, your new coffee obsession. Crafted for true coffee lovers, our premium microdose coffee concentrate packs a punch of flavor and energy in every drop. This is so good. This is something way better than what I could do. Honestly, what any other human could likely do. And it generated that in seconds and pretty soon they're gonna have an update that directly imports this into your Facebook ads manager. So you don't even have to leave the platform, right? So. Shout out to Tony and the team over at Ad Copy AI. Definitely check out the link in our description if you're interested in getting this for you, for your brand, or for your agency. And make sure that you tell Tony or you tell the Ad Copy team that New Money Talks sent you so you can get that New Money Talks discount. Now back to the podcast. Sometimes too, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, in like the standard sense of venture capitalist's job or of venture capital fund's job is to take money from rich people, invest in the companies to then blow up and give those rich people Back, back more money, money yeah. yeah. While also taking what's called a management fee. So then that's how they make their money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, 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 two and twenty. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Two and twenty, three and thirty. I guess it's going up. That's yeah. going up. Uh, <laughs> inflation, man. Get inflation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, but it's like instead of investing in like stocks or in a yeah, traditional yeah. company, you're investing yeah. in a company that maybe is more of a startup style and has a lot more upside. Yeah. There's a lot more risk to that as and, well. And like the model is like you invest in like say a hundred companies in this space, like Web3 space. And like yeah. if one of them becomes like the next Airbnb, then it makes up for all yeah. of the losses in a Plus sense. Plus way more. Plus yeah. way more. And you make a shit ton more on top of it. They're pretty helpful too, especially in the tech space. A lot of them are pretty hands-on and like they take bets on young founders. Obviously we were 22 when we got our first check. Yeah, and so it's like, you know, they're like operational support, you know, sales strategy, marketing, and then like how to hire, how to like manage a team. So, I mean, they like, they do offer a little bit more than like just capital. I think traditionally it was just like, here's your money and like, Fuck, yeah. fuck off and like good luck yeah. um but i think it kind of like the as like the silicon valley movement kind of came on it started to become like an actual kind of like community so it's been i mean it's been a pretty cool i mean you definitely get some bad apples but definitely yeah. so question for like the audience too like uh like to tell the audience like how long does it take to raise 2.1 million dollars 
Like how long does that process yeah, take? There's a lot that goes nice. into that. Um, you, you know, know, you get it all at once. You get it like no, so time. it's not all at once, and it's it's really dependent on market conditions. So that's like the first thing we can talk about. Where yeah. certain markets will be really really hot, and so you can raise faster. You can raise at what's called a better valuation. So. Uh, you don't dilute as quickly, which means you don't give as much of your company away, all these different factors. But for us, the market was really, really good and hot when we first started for a few weeks, and then it went really, really bad. And so it took us a while to raise. But honestly, all in all, it took us six months yeah. to close our round, which isn't that long. That's like an average turnaround. But we raised our first million in nine weeks. So it moves fast, and then something goes wrong. And then it slows down, and then it took a while to get those. And the someone just writes you like a big check, deposit your account, and that's it. No, we like the, the, fir- the first little bit of the round was was three people or like three groups that kind of that that yeah. took that little chunk. Chris Quinn being one of them, uh, which was like awesome. Um, but they all knew each other. They're all intro through Chris. They're all friends. Um, yeah, yeah. So it uh, the whole million comes from three people, I guess, in the first nine weeks, but it's broken up differently, different nine amounts. Total, nine total. Well, like, like, like for the 19, like when I was like 19, like I, I started the whole like Silicon Valley tech world. Like I, I yeah. learned like through predicting oh, yeah. and all this shit. Like I, yeah. I got it. And like, but like I'm from Jersey where like we, we knew nothing about this. Dude, yeah. I grew up on a farm in Oregon. You grew up in Oregon. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, a town outside yeah. of Sacramento. So like, when you hear like three guys put like 330k in a freaking random ass company, you're like, that's not random possible. kids, too. random yeah. kids, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's 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 possible because I've seen it. Like I've seen the money yeah. in the account. Like it's a real goddamn thing. You know, right. what I mean? we were even talking about this today, yeah. like reflecting. Obviously, all that money is out there, and it's meant to go to smart, hardworking founders like mm-hmm. us, like you, like thousands of others out there. So it's really not, I think, a good way to think about it as like, oh, this isn't real. Like there's no way this is possible because that's what the money's there for. That's what the money is there for. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and there's billions of it, yeah. uh, and so it's definitely, it's, definitely, definitely like a, like a, a challenge though. For, for sure, sure. Like it's so, not easy. There's so much that goes into it. I mean, like obviously like the product, it all revolves around product. You, you need something that's actually gonna like return them the fund. That's like yep. they're not gonna make the investment yep. unless it's gonna. Like, of course not. Their return on it's gonna be like because like these things aren't like a two second. Like to make the to make peas doesn't take two seconds. It takes no, like yeah. it take like two years. You know what I mean? Yep. It took yeah, and they, yeah. they don't want that. They they're not looking for like quick flips, right? Where uh-huh. they're gonna like just even like ten x the company and then sell. Like, like they want like two hundred x type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I mean like. And then like you have the guess so you get product one, you have to build the damn thing or have some sort of beta like demo, something to show beta. for you. Yeah. Um but then it's like the deck, how to actually pitch. Remember, we actually pitched you first. You know, oh, really? like our first pitch was like testing like how the hell we I were. I remember that, yeah. You guys were doing the PowerPoint with me and like the deck and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah just give feedback, you know? Which honestly at the end of the day is bullshit. Like like not deck, your feedback. Your feedback was epic, but like the the decks. Like I don't think for oh interesting. No, talk about that. Yeah, talk we about we, that, so we we had like we had a hundred one hundred twenty six uh, like VC calls and nine yeah one hundred twenty six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you so, go. So uh, it's not like the first three people gave you millions no, of dollars. Yeah, yeah. It took a hundred twenty six conversations. Yeah, and one hundred seventeen no's. So it was like mm-hmm. it's, it's those it's, were conversations, not people that we yeah. sent our deck and our information to. So we probably were in contact with three four hundred VCs. Damn. Of which nine invested. So do the math. I don't yeah. know what is that like point three percent. So like one a day for a year kind of thing. But like maybe two a day. Yeah, for we half don't, a like, year. Yeah, like yeah, three yeah. or four. Like in the, like, Two at the same time. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And they keep but, shitting on you saying, 
go fuck yourself. Yeah, go but I mean, at, at the end of the day, like yeah. the, the deck, the deck is like an, an intro. It's like when you email someone, they're like, it, it gauges like interest. You're not actually like sitting there like clicking. Like, I think that's the one thing about like entrepreneurship and business classes in school that get they get it so wrong. It's like you have demo day. You're gonna sit through and like click through your PowerPoint like you're in fourth grade, like you're doing like a speech yeah. in front of your class. Like, it's more of like an organic conversation, sharing vision and like actually showing that you understand. Aside from just a few, boys. there's a lot of psychology to it too. That because I, yeah. I remember this one. You guys asked me like, uh, when they tell you valuation, what do you say? Oh yeah, you guys, you guys, yeah, you guys, yeah, you guys yeah, market, do the market, the market, market, the market, the market, the market, the market. Oh, every single time. So, so and then they laughed at us. They know, like they know what you're doing right there. I remember one of our like good friends now and early investors, Blaine. Like we were talking, I was sitting around getting coffee with him in Miami. In Miami. And this was right after we had talked. I mean, I think we, we had this, this was April, early April, it was like April 5th. And I, he was like, so, uh, you know, what do you guys think in terms of valuation? I was like, oh, the market surprised us. And he literally just starts laughing his ass off. He's like, who the fuck did you talk to? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, well, you know, my buddy, so, my buddy, John, who knows Chris, who knows the barber, who knows the, yeah, so, so, like, so pretty much it's like, cause like the valuation is like, say you get valued at like, I don't know, $5 million and they give you a million dollars. That means they're going to take. 20% of your company, right? Yep. So that's why you don't want to say the valuation because like the, the VC might be thinking it's worth 10 million and you might be under value and be like, say 5 million. So then you just you literally lost yeah. like 10% of the company with like a stupid conversation. So I told him, I was like, when they asked you the valuation coming, just be like, yo, the market's going to price us. And a real VC knows like, damn, these kids know the know stupid shit. answer. Because <laughs> like, think about it, like literally like uh, a split second can make a 20 million valuation or a 10 million valuation. And now literally you just lost like, half of your equity off a stupid yeah. comment. You know what I mean? Like you never want to make the first offer. Don't, don't make, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like simple, like negotiation, simple, like game theory. Like you play that game and like when he laughs, like he's like, all right, like we, yeah. we, we, got, a, we got a winner over here. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's easy to create uh, an, an idea of what a valuation would be if you have prior sales and like business momentum. Yeah. Because they didn't have yeah. you guys have nothing. Well, that's what happens like series right? A's and like, yeah. tr- like a true, like, I don't know, we did like a, a first money in around like pre-seed, seed, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. But, like, Later on rounds are always it's like, like equity versus it, price it's round. Actual math, not like yeah. You say, oh, here's a number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to ask you guys actually something people don't talk about in like the. This is like more like tech podcast we've ever done, so it's kind of interesting. Yep. People don't talk about like the like the paperwork and the lawyers and the the money. Like you guys use VJ, right? You guys yeah. Up with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. Like We're talking uh, about Monday. So like. Talk about that. Cause like, it's not just like, oh, like God gives me money and like I have money now. It's like, you have to do a whole bunch of like paperwork back and forth and signatures and wires. Like what does that whole process look like? It's, um, it actually wasn't, I mean, like there's, like there's so many tools out nowadays. Like we use Clerky to like actually like incorporate the whole thing, get started. Like Stripe Atlas has their product functionality, but like really for, there's like the safe. It's like how to how to raise. What's right? it called? Clerky. We should get a sponsor on Clerky. Clerky, we're yeah. coming for you. Clerky, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just like work. an incorporation tool. You pay like seven hundred bucks. It's like Gust. They, this type of like Gust Launch or whatever it's called. Like, yeah, just like they, they, they take care of like all of like, like equity, like, like the paperwork and whatnot. And then I mean, really for like a safe, it's like, it's like a standard YC document that came out in like the early two thousands. It's just like. You don't really change any of the like anything that's in in the document. Just like just status quo of the industry, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, you just send it like it's like you basically send out with valuation the amount that they're gonna invest signatures, and then they call you confirm wire details, and you're done. It's so simple. Is that it's crazy how simple it is? Yeah, it's like, it's also, is that like an ink file or like a legal zoom? But if you're raising, like what 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 that that company? Like, yeah, no, it's like um, 
what, what's the company that, like to make an LLC like for three hundred bucks? Inkfile. Inf- sorry, sorry. sorry. Yeah, it's, it's like, like that, it's like but for incorporating. But for yeah. like making like Delaware C corps, pretty much. Yeah. 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 So like yeah, so like also they don't make LLCs, make Delaware C corps because like tax purposes, it's yeah. like you need 10, 10 million shares and like all this crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I know all yeah. the crap. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, don't if you're doing a, a Shopify brand, don't do that. Just make an LLC. It makes it <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah, easier. Yeah. Funny enough, I have a Delaware C corp, and that just like screwed me when I just made a. Uh, really? Why? Why? It's just a, it's, it's just a bitch and a half because like then you have to do like the franchise tax in Delaware every single yeah, year. Yeah. You have all these vesting shares, so like like taxes are different because it's not a pass it's not a pass through income. So like it's like taxes like a C corp type of thing. It's like a whole bunch of different things. Follow your eighty three B. Follow your eighty three B. That screws up your taxes too. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. only do that if you know you want to raise money from VCs and stuff and all this type yeah. of stuff. The other piece of advice too that I think we had on the last podcast was like don't just incorporate right in the beginning. Like when did you guys actually incorporate well, we, the business? We, we did. We like did, did incorporate. Did that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, what, what was the reasoning not to? Well, because like for example, like we haven't even incorporated like a podcast, right? But sure. it's like yeah. there's no reason. Like if you're not making like bringing any income in, like why am I even like gonna waste? Yeah, it depends the time on what you're trying money. to raise or like the speed at which you're generating revenue. Yeah. Like, if like, like, like like how much well, before like, you guys raise money did you incorporate? Like, we incorporated in October. We incorporated in October. We raised in April. And it's like oh shit. But we yeah. I mean like you guys were ready with all the paperwork. Yeah, just get in. Ultimately, like it worked out because like that was like. In the like, going through diligence, like how hey, it will show me all, like, hey, you kind of got everything working. Yeah, got you. Okay, so, no, but, you guys, but you guys knew it's something you want to build up. Like, I guess that advice is more so for people that like they want to test out a business and they're they're not they might not be like, in it like, like long. There's term. like 19 year old kids starting a drop shipping store right now yeah. that like worrying about LLC. 300 bucks making an LLC. Yeah, like, yeah, they won't make a bank sales. account. They have no sales, <laughs> and it's like, yo, like. Don't worry about that. Like, yeah, figure it out as you go. Out as well, you, know. you can. I mean, you can still do that. Like in our position too. Like, we could have gone like the accelerator route. Like through yeah. like, there's a ton of like you know tech stars and, yeah, and yeah. Berkeley Sky like Sky Deck that you did. Yep. And like they'll help you through all that. Like, you just need to come with them with an idea. Mm-hmm. They're really there to like hold your hand. YC is more like okay, or not YC. Like VC is more like on your own. Yeah. Like you're yeah you're yeah, yeah. yeah you're in the mix. You know Moise Ali, right? You guys know Moise Ali. He sold the company for like a hundred mil, like a deodorant company. Native. His in native. Native oh, yeah, 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 yeah. His yeah, brother named Sully, like Suleiman Ali or something like that. He's like big in like SF tech scene or whatever. And he was saying like he had a company that he was raising a bunch of money for. He incorporated it an hour before the first wire got yeah, sent yeah, to his yeah. fucking account. He's like, oh, the VC was like, what's the, what's like the bank account? He was like, uh, give me a second. He's like, give me a second here. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> like, nowadays you got like fucking Mer- Mercury. You can make a Mercury account. Yeah, Mercury account in two like, seconds. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how that's going right now. No, that's probably Banks are scary. Yeah. Banks are scary. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I would trust digital banks more than I would physical. Like... I don't know. I that, know. That's just me. Like, I just trust Chase and Bank of America. Yeah, Chase. Yeah. No, like, Chase, 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 Morgan Morgan Stanley. Stanley. Not, Chase is not fucking going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, you say that. You never know. Too big to You never know. I'm fucking hell with Brady. coming like a doomsday. I'm like doomsday prepping company. We're getting there, though. We're getting there. 100%. So you guys read 2.1, like all VCs, angels, all this like good stuff. Yep. And then what happens? Like, what happens next? I mean, you're like... You're, you're raising, but you're still like running a company. Like you're still building products. You're still selling. You're still trying to like hire me. As soon as we got our first check, it was like, we got to build a team. People. Yeah, yeah. You definitely need a team, which I think is probably like for like young founders, like we've seen it from like our friends and then us personally. It's like just like finding a team and operating that team is definitely like a, a, a fun but difficult learning. It's path. the hardest part. And these aren't yeah. cheap team members, aren't they? Engineers <laughs> aren't cheap. Software is yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not cheap. Yeah. yeah. You're saying like, 
like 200 type of stuff, like 250. So like it's kind of crazy. Well, I mean, yeah, like when yeah, the, when yeah, the starting yeah. salary uh, for like a, an intro engineer at, at Amazon is 250, it's like, yeah. And then you were telling us about your friend who has ping pong tables and all this stuff and has to essentially you need all that stuff. The mentality is like the best engineers in the world could choose to work anywhere. Why would they choose to A, work for you, for your product, and B, are you compensating them to be there? So it's two sides. It's like, can, do they feel like they're getting the non-financial incentives to work? But then also, are they getting the financial incentives to work? Yeah. So you got to cover both. Which and is really then you have to give them equity and all this stuff too, right? Yeah. That's like yeah. a whole other yeah. piece yeah. of it. Which you want to when they're building a company that's so young from nothing to something and putting in sweat and tears and seven days a week, six days a week. Like yeah. Like there's no such thing as like the eight hour day. It's kind of just like stuff needs to get done. And if that takes a hundred hours this week, but maybe it takes 50 hours next week, but it takes 70 hours in the week after like keeping track of time and that kind of stuff all goes out the window. It's just like this thing needs to get built and the team makes it happen. Definitely. There's so much ownership, I guess like those first few employees. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you feel good about it. I'm curious. Like, we all we talk about like all the positives, but like, there's negatives behind this too. It's like, if you're someone who's like stupid talented, you get a job anywhere, do you, are they ever like fearful, like, yo, this thing's not going to exist next year? I mean, that's have like, you felt that ever about like, like, have your employees, have you ever like had conversations like that with your employees or like people like yeah, that? Yeah. So, we, we, the way we have plenty of runways. So, that's of not course, an issue. Yeah, yeah. And we're very also, transparent. What's, what's runway for people who yeah, don't Yeah. Runway is how much you're burning per month what, against. What does burning mean? Okay. It's another thing. Money. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, runway like, people is, know the shit is how yeah. much you as a company are spending every month on payroll, on ping pong tables, on whatever you're spending rent, your money on. Software, rent, yeah. everything, Salary. food, who knows, against how much you have in the bank. So, if you have a million dollars in the bank, and you're spending a hundred grand a month. You have ten months of runway. Easy calculation. Easy calculation. Yeah. Math. Yeah. Math. 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 Doesn't take a CFO to do that. No, one. of course. <laughs> not. Of course not. So like, yes, yeah, so like back to the thing of like, I'm sure these engineers aren't like, yeah. Well, I'll leave my job at Facebook to go work at this company that started like eight yeah. months ago. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, ultimately, you kind of like people that go to work for startups are like ones that want to be in that. Like they know the risk, though. They know the yeah. risk yeah. involved and all yeah. this. The stuff. risk reward is is in the same boat as the VCs who are doing it, as founders who are doing it, as everybody, right? It's like, look, my however much equity and all this amount of time that I'm putting into work into this will be worth a ton if this thing that I'm building and have ownership of takes off. They're pretty, I mean, I I would say like in the engineering space, you're de-risked a little bit because like being such a talented person in the space, you're always going to be able to get a job at a top-notch like tech company or another startup. So like, a lot of demand for you. And these tech yeah, companies love demand. employees that work at startups because said employees at startups have had so much ownership and they're more of a leader. So there's been kind of advice pieces in this space where if you're, especially early in your career, go to work at a startup, uh, you're not going to go to like an Amazon or a Facebook and be like an entry level or like one above that. Like you'll shoot straight to like middle or top just because you've had so many years. Like you could be a, a CTO, like yeah, yeah, you're yeah, a lead yeah. engineer at like yeah, 24. Yeah, yeah. You can, I mean, you can take so many paths. Like if you go to, let's say Amazon uh, or Cisco and you work there, you're kind of like just in the ranks of like, okay, maybe you can jump one step up over here at Amazon and then one step over here up at Google. But if you work at a startup as an engineer and you do whatever you do, there's so many paths you can take. Now you know what it's like to start a company or at least be early so you can do that. You can jump to a higher position at Google. You can fuck off from engineering because you don't like it. You can do whatever you want. Whereas with any standard engineering role, I think your path is just pretty narrow. 100%. How do you guys split roles between what each of you guys do too? I'm curious of that. Like what do each of you guys do? Yeah, yeah. That's evolved a lot. I think at first when it was just us two, it was like I was coding and he was doing basically everything else. 
uh, and we would cross communicate and like product decisions would cross communicate. And then it's evolved into, you know, we've hired a team of engineers who are a lot better at what they do in coding than any of us could do. So it's good to delegate that to where the talent is available. And we just lead product, maintain, maintain comms with investors, maintain like finances, yeah, sales and partnerships. B2B like, kind of, yeah, all you, that. You get to push the vision more. I mean, yeah. like Ed, yeah. you're kind of like handholding the vision early on where like you're just like you're in line with it. Whereas like when you have the liberty of having a team, you get to be a few steps ahead a little bit, long-term planning and kind of like queuing up where you want the company to go. And like, meanwhile, making sure that it's kind of like heading in the right direction, which is like, it's, then it becomes fun. Cause then you get like, you get to start queuing up some like more fun conversations. And, and then further you get into the business, you can, I mean, you, you guys should get more established in the industry. I'm sure you guys know how it is. Like when you've been there, like the longest, like your name isn't like unfamiliar anymore. And you can kind of start to kind of because yeah, a lot of these companies just fall off, and if you can just like yeah. keep it going, you know what yep. I mean? Like especially that's... in crypto, especially in oh, crypto yeah, web yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like if you've been building, if they they see you at the same conference a year later, they're like, okay, like these yeah. guys they actually oh, okay. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Yeah, well, it's wow. such a dogmatic no, industry. A pump and dump. This is like a real thing. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And, and like people, I mean, people that are building crypto on like Web three like really believe in in the tech that's getting built. Like they call it like. PhD brain right now is like the whole like, what, industry. What PhD brain is basically like you're stuck in like research mode, research and like builds. So like they're basically like developing all these like these protocols and this infrastructure. Um, and there's not a lot of like I thought outside of like the product like specs. And so, but like they all are super passionate about it, which makes it kind of fun to work in because everybody's excited about it. And what we kind of are bringing into the ecosystem now is like user focus, app focus, product focus where they, they can kind of start seeing what they've been working on for so long actually start to get used, which is, I think, what we're producing. And, yeah, this is probably a good-ass time to be growing, like, a Web3 company, where everything's, like, quiet, right? Does that make sense or no? Dude, it's anything, but it's so loud. It's so crazy. I mean, really? you have, like, oh, it's just regular. like a year ago, it yeah. was, like, Web3, like, oh, NFTs, yeah, yeah, crypto yeah. was just, like, Oh, See, I think externally it was really loud, and now externally it's quiet. We're in the crossfire, so it yeah. seems like it's loud, but I agree it's it's a good time to be building because like it's gonna pop off again. Obviously, like mm. who knows when? Well, I mean, like it's like I think previously it was you kind of saw some of the the really loud noise that was getting built in the space that wasn't actually valuable. Meanwhile, like all these like PhD brain people, like really smart people that are doing cool shit, are like we're still building in the background, like getting ready to launch something that was actually valuable, actually secure. And then that next wave is going to be when like it started to actually disrupt traditional infrastructure, traditional technology. And then you're going to see more Web3 stuff come out because of that. And really, I think the, the way we're going to see it is that users won't know that it's web, there's like this transition. There's not this big jump like, oh, now we're from Web2 to it's Web3. Yeah. It's just like you're using normal things. You're using facebook you're using you know whatever but like under the hood the infrastructure that powers that software and the way that the money moves the way that your information your data moves is all going to be blockchain enabled crypto enabled and therefore web3 it'll be a silent slow change that's kind of yeah. what i at least so it's like rather think. tipping on youtube with like dollars you can like tip with like ETH or some shit and like peas yeah. with power. That I mean, it can thing. still, no, it can, it'll, it'll it can, appear like yeah. dollars. It'll just be oh, under the hood. It'll be digital US dollars that yeah. now, no, now no longer have to go through like a middleman or any kind of like escrow or anything like that. It's, it's direct peer to peer. So for example, YouTube would have their wallet. Mm. Eyes, a user of YouTube would have a wallet. YouTube would deploy what's called a smart contract to handle 
the transition between the two so and all that would happen. Both, the transaction yeah, happened. yeah. And yeah, like yeah. A, a transaction would pop up and under the hood, this is all happening. The user doesn't really know. They say, okay, I want a tip. Yeah. And they hit confirm. What happens is a transaction has just been signed on the blockchain. The funds, the digital currency will move from the user's wallet into the smart contract. And then the smart contract has the code to say, okay, this these funds were real. meant for YouTube and it goes into YouTube's wallet. And then you're the piece that powers that shit. So yeah, we we enable a user to make that payment to the smart contract in YouTube's wallet, for example, without having to buy crypto, have a wallet, swap into USD currency, all this kind of mm. jargon essentially. So my real, well, I have another question. So like, how do you like, in a sense, how do you become the stripe of this industry? Like actually, like, like, like what's your actual vision? Like how does this work? You know, like obviously you need to raise more money. Like you will have to go to market, all this type of stuff. But, like what does that actually look like? Yeah, that's a, a good question. The like, you have to go to market? That like, is that the go to market kind I of I guess kind of, because like at a point, like. Are you VC enough right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> like, VC fun. Like, like, my whole life is just goddamn sales. Sales yeah. and like fulfillment, it's like a little different. And like, I'm always, when I'm talking to you guys, I'm always like, yo, what's your revenue? Like, like how many customers do you guys have? And it's a little different because you're like, oh, we're still building well, this fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? No, actually, I thought of a good way to answer that question. It's really not that different. So you and your success of what you're building depends on the brands you're working with making sales. If your brands don't make sales, then how are they going to pay you? What They're not even going to have anything. Like on, to- on the platform. Right. Sense. So yeah, if, yeah. They, if they don't succeed, you don't succeed. And likewise for us, people building Web3 applications, if they don't succeed, if their apps aren't good, if they don't have users then we have nobody to service in the end and there's no, it's a, it's a lose-lose for everybody. So in the same way that you succeed because they succeed, we succeed if our customers, those developers succeed. So there is a huge bet that we're making and that our whole industry is making that Web3 is actually valuable, something that will actually change the way the internet works for the long run in a mass kind of change, not just a few 10,000 people kind of doing this thing. Does that like make sense? Millions and millions of people. Yeah. yeah. So it is a bet that this will be a, a big thing eventually. And like, yeah. we're, we're pretty passionate about- But pushing this even further, how the fuck are people going to find you? Like, like so so they, they don't have to find us. Like basically like we're, it's up to, like we were working like, hand like, in hand like, with how, companies. How do the companies find you guys? Yeah, you were B2B. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. get that. I think it's yeah. right now, there are, there, there th- there's ecosystems within Web3. Um, and I'm trying to find an analogy of how to compare ecosystem like Polygon, Optimism, Arbitrum, Ethereum, like these different ecosystems. Like Shopify, I mean, it's like Shopify or Squarespace. And like or the like, Shopify app store. That's like, a good example. That's a good example. Will you be doing a lot of marketing one day? Like I'm like very yeah. curious of that. Like, one day, yes. Yeah. One day, yeah. yes. But right now the ecosystem is so small that you don't have to. So the example, like you just said, Shopify is good where Shopify has a bunch of stores on them. So if you are building, let's say a software for Shopify, and the, the stores on the there. App store if you go to Shopify and Shopify likes it, they can distribute it downwards. It's a it's a top down kind yeah, of approach right. to B two B sales. That's how we're taking it too. So they have like Stripe, like Stripe's like in like in their in their app store. It's like the first thing you do when you build a Shopify app is plug in Stripe. Yeah, same mm-hmm. thing for us, but like with actual like. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You guys should make a Shopify app then. We talk Shopify. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 And there are Web three companies that are plugged into the Shopify store and whatnot. Like Third Web has uh, a shop a shop kit. Yeah, Shopify Shop- kit, something like Stri- that. Stripe for NFTs on top of it. Yeah, yeah. So you can plug in yeah. NFTs into your Shopify store. Yeah, and you then- guys should probably like solve the problem. Chargebacks. Think about that. You ever think about that? Dude, chargebacks is like 
No, but with the how smart, so? What are you thinking? Yeah. Well, you have all this smart contracts and shit. And yeah, yeah. How, right? how the fuck does that work? So, like, so like, you're confirming that like that transaction happened and that it's real as hell. It's not bullshit. It's, it's not, not bullshit. fraud. Yeah, crypto right? definitely solves that. If, like, if, it's, if, if it's crypto, dude, chargebacks are big. Like, for example, we were talking about this before. Like, we had we had clients charge back and forth. Yeah. Like big yeah. amounts, and like in e-commerce, you have a lot. You get chargebacks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You guys could probably solve a lot of that. That's a massive industry. Yeah. Oh, have you ever thought, no bullshit. Have you ever yeah. thought of that? It's just a regulation. I, thing. I, I guess a question with that also is like, can you? Is, like, is there a way where you like the customer can pay with a credit card, but it can be like processed in crypto? Like that can't happen, right? No. So that's so that's, that's what we do. That's, that's, that's exactly that's the bread and butter. That's yeah, the bread yeah, and butter yeah, yeah. of what we that's, do. That's, so, but that's stupid. The, the, that's the, stupid. So, but the, like the problem that. is <laughs> the problem is right now is that like you're still reliant on the credit card company. So, like I was talking about on ramps earlier, right? Like there's companies called like like MoonPay and Wire, like the two mm-hmm. kind of popular ones. You basically have to use your credit card to buy crypto in those, and so right. that's where the chargebacks are still happening. So like like early on in our product, we're gonna be pushing ACH like for in a bit of yeah, big way. You can't charge it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's like, well, it's like, I think you still can. No, you can't. Yeah. Like, you, can. you can dispute it, but it's a you little, it's a little it. more difficult. Yeah. Well, it's like the failure, like, especially with the regulation right now. Like fail rates are low on credit cards. So like if you go to pro- like buy crypto with your credit card, I mean you're probably gonna get declined like fifty five percent of the time. Wow. So actually like probably really? yeah, because it was just like the way that, like because the chargebacks are so high. Because yeah. you're getting a lot of people that are buying crypto. And it's a high risk industry. Yeah. But and so once you buy, you can't return crypto. Yeah. Like, is like if you can kind of do some manipulation stuff with orders where you can pause the order. Like, if you get ETH in your wallet it's and you say, and you say that, like, I, pay, I didn't pay this $100, well, you get that $100 back and that ETH is still in that wallet and it's not going anywhere. Damn. Because that's I feel like the way of Chris, a crypto, scam. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. But that's like where ACH comes like a little bit more, where it's a little bit more direct. There's not much like more of a risk there, and honestly, it's easier. I, I would, it's it's much easier to just connect with through Plaid and then yeah, transfer that so, way. So you guys are making money through process like processing fees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also charge like a like a per user SaaS. Yeah, fee. and on the back end, like on the, you're charging the companies though. Like every time, like they're pulling the data, whatever bullshit it is. Yeah. Whenever, yeah. whenever like they have like an active too. user. So like yeah. say like you got you use an app, like we charge like a little bit for and like, the processing fee on top of it. That's smart. So a little double yep. dip, and double dip. Yep. That's the best. I, I think that's <laughs> most, uh, like most credit card processing with like even with physical businesses or digital businesses. There's like there's a percentage that they can make two point nine twenty. It's like every, yeah. every, you can't you can't avoid it. I mean, yeah. even for like for yeah. us, like when we eventually inevitably do credit card processing, like, like Chase, all these guys are taking that two point nine twenty yeah. cents on Visa, Visa, yeah, Visa, Mastercard. Are all taking those. Oh, you guys have some good processors. They'll, they'll go, they'll, they'll go <laughs> two point four on like ten or something. That's interesting. No, we could, we could, would love to learn how we could Dale service and, the e-com space. Dale and yeah. Merchant Processor Pros, my good friend, or like payment process, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. No, no, like even the the payment processing world is very interesting. Yeah. So there's like um, I don't know what's called, but like pretty much how there's like two ways it can work. It's so like Stripe makes more money on different types of credit cards. I don't know if you knew that. So like every type of credit card charges a different fee to like. Visa. Do you mean? Do you stuff? mean like the? Oh, okay. Visa, like the networks. So, like for example, on yeah. Amex and like a Discover card, there's two different uh, costs for like processing. Sense. Yeah. But Stripe charges the same amount of money. Yeah. So like yeah. one might be one point five percent, the other one might be two percent. But, but Stripe's Stripe taking three percent exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's like Stripe. you can go to like you can go to like other like lower market payment processors and like they have different deals. Like I found a payment processor. Right. It's like well, if a guy processes it with like um, it's, I think he called it like plus one percent. So it's like anything plus one percent. So if the Discover card is like 08 percent, you're gonna get charged one point eight percent. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's, it's like really a, good. a lot of ways you can like really figure that out. 
Yeah. And like, for example, Shopify. Shopify is powered by Stripe. Their payment processor is Stripe. Right. Like Shopify payments, they're not paying 2.9%. Obviously they're not paying. They're, like they negotiated the hell they out of that. They have a deal, they have a deal, yeah. They probably paid 2.2 or even two, you know yeah. what I mean? Because like they have all the volume going through, so they can they can obviously have a deal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of ways. You or can they're just play like with splitting that. the profit. Or that, that, that's my honestly theory. even that. That's, you yeah. see a lot of the rev share because like they because even Stripe has to cover their costs. Yeah. Oh yeah, they have yeah. costs like Visa, yeah. Mastercards up their yeah. up their yeah for everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. I think the I think the base cost. So if, when Stripe is doing two point nine and thirty cents, I don't quote me on this. I know it's one or the other. Either the true cost that they're incurring from the card is 1.9 and 30 or 2.9 and 20. And Stripe's taking like the, the difference there. But every single card is different though. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. that's what you're saying. So some cards are cheaper, Stripe will make yeah, more exactly, on that, but they're just exactly. trying to keep it straight. Cause like Amex, Visa, MasterCard, will all discover they'll all have like different types of fee structures depending on the card. Cause like yeah. some cards are like higher risk than others. Like if you have a Discover yeah. card, it's like it's an easy, easier card to get. Meaning like, it should be a more expensive, you know what I mean? Like yeah, that, that's yeah, how that yeah. Crap works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Very like, interesting. Dude, industry. like when I was in Europe, like nobody wanted to fucking take Amex in so many different places just because the fees that the business incurs with Amex is much higher. Yeah. What's up, New Money Talks fam? We just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Scale Brands. This is a self plug because this is my direct consumer marketing agency uh, where we help D2C brands grow through paid advertising and brand growth consulting. And I can confidently say that we are among the best at what we do because I've actually built my own brands to upwards of $1.7 million a month. I've built multiple brands to multi six figures per month as well. Very, very profitably, might I add. And we are specialists at helping brands grow. So if you are an e-commerce brand and you are looking to streamline your ad creative acquisition, uh, you're looking to grow your paid acquisitions uh, channels, and you're looking to be able to implement systems and frameworks that are backed by over eight figures in profitable ad spend and close to nine figures in attributed direct consumer e-commerce revenue, then Scale Brands is the agency for you. So again, if you run an e-commerce brand or you know someone who runs a direct consumer e-commerce brand, send them over to scalebrands.com and make sure that you tell them that New Money Talks sent you so you can get that New Money Talks discount. Now back to the podcast. It's cool like a percentage or two. What's cool about that though is that that fee that you're talking about there is flipped in Web3 currently. So in like traditional merchants, like you go to the store and you pay $100 for something and you swipe your card. The company pays, right? Yeah, the business doesn't receive $100. Like they're getting like cut, 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 like whatever, yeah. Square, Visa, this, yeah. that. And then you got to pay sales tax and all that shit on top of it. Which yeah, is and then you pay to the government. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. like all this money's flying around. Right? But yeah, yeah so there's, yeah, there's yeah. gas and all these transaction fees. And like with the on-ramp that Parker was talking about, the end user incurs everything. So if you're a Web3 application and you want to sell something for, let's just say, 100 bucks, well, let's say gas is a dollar, on-ramping is $2, blah, blah, blah. Like your total as a user is now 103. And then you also have to pay tax at the end of the year on the crypto. Yeah. So it's it's a kind of different dynamic and like different, I guess, business model to navigate, which has been interesting. That's probably a good yeah. space to be in uh, tax for crypto right now too. Like that's probably yeah. like so confusing. Everyone's oh, like, yeah. There's, a, there's a few confused. of those players in the space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Plus, it's not even like hashed out either. Like at the end of the year, the the tax environment for crypto could be entirely different. Yeah, yeah, regulation's not settled at all, and it's just like it's heating up right now a lot. I don't know if you've seen like Elizabeth Warren's. What is it? She's building her anti crypto army. Yeah, oh, her really? army against crypto <laughs> as her new kind of recruiting boomers. No, say it again. That'd be a good clip. Elizabeth Warren. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Elizabeth That's Warren's building an anti crypto army. <laughs> <laughs> vote That's elizabeth funny. warren 2024 i think another interesting thing that people can learn about is staking we were talking about it before but like yeah. there's, there's yeah. like a um 
some guy you said lot like a lottery crypto company or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like run people through that and also what staking is because I think like some people can make some yield on their uh, on their money. Oh, you got the terminology yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. As opposed yeah, to about it. Like yeah, EPR. I mean, so like yeah, rather than go be in a bank, you can make like eight percent staking yeah, somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, yeah. some some of them have like had at least at one point they had like you know fifty percent or a hundred percent or a thousand percent. Like, yeah. how, how is that possible? And how long does that last? That, I mean, that's like Ponzanomics. Yeah, those days are done. That those, those are Ponzanomics. Yeah. Ponzanomics. <laughs> um, I mean, so staking basically is like when like, you as a user have like the base token of a blockchain, and you basically lend it to these chains to then prove like and like these validators and like allow the blockchain to continue to run and they basically pay out um like a certain amount of like fees for base like the, the funds that you it's almost like a dividend like lending, it's crypto. Like, it's exactly. like you're borrowing out crypto yeah, like in the like the web 2 world basically amazon has a warehouse of computers and amazon bought all those computers and pays to run all those computers aws for yeah for example aws and all that and that's what powers most of the internet like mm. and i mean facebook has their own you know, servers and stuff. So they do their own thing, but like Shopify and all that. I don't know if Shopify has their own servers, probably but probably they probably AWS. don't. It probably runs all through AWS. AWS. Even Stripe has an AWS. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. In, in Web3, ideally, the way it's supposed to work is that random people all over the world have computers that they give up to the blockchain and in return, they get crypto. And so when you stake, those mm. are the funds that are kind of moving around the network. Now, obviously, I said ideally when I said this because that's not what's happening. There's big crypto companies that are node infrastructure providers that just run software through AWS and then they're taking the fees for gas. So it's this whole twisted thing. Interesting. Ideally, it's me and you. We have a computer sitting in the corner and it's beeping and booping and it's making me Bitcoin. <laughs> that's, like, like that's, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what mining is. is. That's like, oh, there's like, no, yeah, we can get in all that. There's like different ways. <laughs> we got fans in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, full blown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Actually, this, this is good for the clips. Talk about um, who's the guy with the curls and fucking uh, SBF. Talk about that. Oh, what, what, Sam Bankman Free. What happened? Yeah, Sam Bankman how, how did that like affect the industry and like talk about it? like what was the name of his company? I forgot. Right. FTX. FTX. He, he basically just like took. I mean, they, they were. I mean, they were just like a, a TDA Ameritrade or like anything like that. Basically, the way like a, a crypto like centralized exchange works. Um, and he basically just took the funds that you invested in it and then like. Gambled them on leverage and lost. Them. Yeah, yes. and his own hedge fund. Well, he had yeah. two companies. Yeah. He had FTX, and then he had Alameda. And Alameda was a hedge fund that would take crazy risks yeah. on sh- essentially what's called shit coins. So there's mm. real crypto like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Matic, all these coins that are blue chips. Prince Floki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but Jake, get, Jake lost like ten grand on that. <laughs> yeah, see, that'll happen. I lost some money on like some weird coins too. Yeah. It'll happen. Like in doggy poopy coin you know whatever it was supposed to go to the moon and then fucked me over um but yeah so they were just taking people's money that you would deposit into ftx let's say you bought a thousand dollars worth of ethereum on your ftx account and said you have a thousand dollars of ethereum but nah they took that thousand bucks shuffled it right to alameda alameda then was just placing you know five billion dollar eight billion dollar bets on this and this and this eventually because of a few things that happened in the crypto space they had a massive i think it was like 12 $15 $15 billion hole in their uh, balance sheet. And then it, it came out and then just everything kind of toppled. So people wanted their money back and the money wasn't there. It wasn't there. Yeah. They lost well, it so all. That, yeah. And that's like the difference between like when we, t- when we say like the words like centralized and decentralized. So like these centralized entities, like those investments are just like 
hashes on it in an Excel sheet, basically. But what's a hash? Like, yeah, I mean, basically, like, oh, no. Just like, data. Yeah, it's just really, information. Yeah, yeah. So, it's so just, like, how I was saying, like, it says you have $1,000 worth of Ethereum, but, like, you don't. They're just showing you that. So it's just, like, literally a number well, of that, I mean, that's, like, that's yeah. like all of us and the money in our bank account. Exactly. That's the whole reason that, like, we, like, like, we have this vision for, like, a decentralized, like, self-owned future is, like, when you are investing in a decentralized exchange, so you're interacting directly with the blockchain, you own every single like coin that you are buying. Like those numbers in your wallet, like that's yours. Yeah, like the yours. bank isn't you like going and investing like, yeah, that no, yeah, you, you can go and like you can go check like the, the chain, like prove that like this wallet owns yeah. this amount of like crypto, owns this NFT. It's all proved. It's all open ledger. So like, yeah, you can like if you have hundred k in the bank and you go to the bank, like I want all hundred grand right now in hundred dollar bills, they'll be they like freak out. They'll be like. <laughs> uh, uh, we're calling the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, literally, yeah, yeah, if yeah. I have, like, say, a quarter million dollars in the bank account. You'll shut down I'm, the bank. And I want it tomorrow, and I'm like, hey, I need, they're like, we don't have that money here. Yeah, like, yeah. you have to make an appointment, and like, who are you again? It's not really yeah, your yeah. fault. Yeah. So if you want to like, yeah, yeah. yeah. take the two million, it's like, someone was like, hey, I need half a million dollars in cash to like do this marketing stunt. Like if like Kylie Jenner was like, not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not happening. You know, they, like, gave, it, they gave it, it to bro, some imagine family. Mr. Beast. Huh? Imagine Mr. Beast. Well, yeah, how, how did they do that? How much shit he has to go through to try to Did get- he, I mean, he has to own his own bank probably. What happened? Oh, on his own bank. Oh, because he has to. I mean, he has to have that cash. Well, because he, he needs like a hundred grand liquid, like for the videos yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You, you know what he yeah, said yeah. that he does? Like he openly expressed that he'll actually take fake money in like the giveaways, and it'll say, "Oh, win a hundred thousand dollars in his fake money." But then at the end, he'll have to like write them a check, or he'll have to like wire the money, so he doesn't actually give out cash. Because you won't get the cash. No way. You can't. No way. So that's what you get. That's the way you just like copy and paste their their wallet address and just send it to them. I'm always scared of this though. What if you put the wrong wallet address? It's lost. Yeah, gone forever. I I think I like. I think I did that once, but it was with a very small amount of money. Fortunately, yeah. It was I was like paying for like graphic design or something from an editor who's in like Sri Lanka, right? And and otherwise we would have had to do. Fiverr and it would have been like way more fees. It would have taken a lot longer. So I sent like 50 bucks and I like must have mistyped something, just like never got to him. Yeah. And like, and he he like literally like screen shared his wallet with me. He's like, dude, like I'm not joking. Like I didn't get this. Like, here's my wallet, like all the transactions. And then I looked at the numbers, I was like, oh fuck, I must have like fucked it up. Yeah. Does that yeah. not like scare the world though? Like no, it does. Because there's a lot of fucking letters and numbers you gotta copy and paste. Random ass, like, it's right. random ass block of numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. ultimately like the user the yeah. UI UX user interface, user experience of web three is really bad, but that's yeah. essentially that's where Pease comes in, part baby. of the reason. Pease.com. P A Z E dot com. Follow them on Instagram, yeah. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Yeah. I see you guys Twitter, tweet, yeah, tweet, Twitter. No Instagram. Just launched a blog. Just Twitter. Yeah. Also blog too. Nice. Medium. Nice. Yeah. Uh, medium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole. We're not stopping. I'm just like. Yeah. <laughs> no. The whole setup of it all. It's kind of like a. Um, I'd say it's a mind fuck because if you think about AWS and all the computers that they control, and we're talking about like showing you that you have a thousand dollars but you don't, uh, essentially like. If you own the computers that's running stuff and it's centralized and it's closed off, you can mess with those computers to do whatever you want. So AWS could, they could do whatever they want essentially with the information that's on those computers. But with blockchain and decentralized networks, all these computers around the world are, they're not owned by a single person. And so if one computer says, uh, let's say you have a hundred bucks in your, in your wallet and one computer says, no, John actually has 50. The other computers are going to say, no, fuck you. He has a hundred. And that's what like the validator space does. And these, ne- these computers are always talking to one another and making these computations to validate against one another's. 
and basically cancel out bad actors so that the information, one, stays true, and two, stays decentralized, so no single entity like a bank or an FTX or anything or can, government. Like, or government can freeze your accounts, can lie to you, can do anything bad. So you put your trust into software, into software, into computer, yeah. into the infrastructure, and the infrastructure has been laid. So it's just a matter of people trusting nothing, right? Because you can't just give your money to Chase and you trust Chase as an entity now. It's really giving your money to nobody or anything. It's just kind of there and it exists. Just own, like, trusting that you it's actually trustless. own your own money. And trustless, yeah. permissionless, decentralized networks is what makes blockchain and makes Web3. And it's like a concept that's a mindfuck. But once you get it, it kind of clicks. It's like, oh, shit. My money's mine. If I have a billion dollars in my wallet and I want to send it to my aunt in Sri Lanka or whoever, nobody can tell me no because it's mine. Nobody owns it. But Chase could tell you no. But Chase could tell you no. So, or charge you a forty dollars wire fee to take and take <laughs> yeah. three days. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, your yeah. family and their bank might not even accept it over there. So, like, even if your bank says yes, there's Dude, my, they're may say no. I'm gonna What's tell you the scary thing about wiring. So, I bought a house like whatever four months back. I had to wire. Congrats. Like, thanks. Yeah, I had Homeowner. to wire like, three hundred racks, right? Like that. Yeah. I'm sitting at Chase. And I'm like. Type it in, type city's like confirm. I'm like, dude, I guess, like, yeah, like, like, why, like, number, number. I'm like, yeah, sure, like, yeah. I'm like, Joe, like, my part, I'm like, Joe, like, he gives, like, yeah, I guess, sure, it is. And then he's like, okay, he clicks the button. I'm like, okay, so my money's not in my account, the money's not in that account anymore. What the fuck? It's just in the air. So it was like three days in the air, and I'm just hoping, I'm like, hoping to God. And so I I keep calling, like, it was like, there was like a uh, escrow company. I keep calling, like, yo, like, are we good? She's like, oh no, we haven't received it yet. I'm like, yo, like you're sweating bullets. <laughs> I'm like, yo, it's like three, like whatever, young. Yeah, it's a lot of money. And I'm sweating. And I'm like, we got I was like, please call me when you got it. I go to the lawyers, he's like, did they get it? I was like, I don't know, no one called me, but like I hope this solves all these problems. Yeah, like, yeah, I think yeah. it does, right? Yeah, like, with, with, get there within blockchain. Seconds. So with blockchain, like, okay, let's even say there was a three-day period in, in crypto, which there isn't. Stuff settles within like 10 seconds to 60 seconds. But if there was, there's it's all obviously between all these computers in a public network. So I don't need to go to Chase and then Chase kind of look in the back and then tell me anything, which is kind of what situation you're in or an escrow that looks over here and kind of does that. You can use what's called the block explorer. So you just paste in your transaction number or your receipt number or whatever you want to call it. And the information is public and accessible at all times. So if you were in that situation, you'd just be sitting there hitting refresh and it would just be like processing, pending. processing, pending, whatever. Yeah, so you can see it at all times and you can see like, yeah. oh, this is how many validators have checked if this transaction is valid. Also, how many computers have been like, yo, this is a real transaction? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. It's like pretty much like hundreds of thousands of people have been like, yo, this is a real transaction. Like it's coming through, it's coming through, it's coming through. Yep. And then once you have a certain amount of like validators and it's like, okay, Essentially, this, yes. this is legit. Yep, yep. I like Interesting. That. So like my, my question to you guys would be, um, like what happens if all banks started adopting like a Zelle style mm-hmm. where it's pretty instantaneous, no fees. Like if all banks adopt that and then they remove the limits, um, how, what would the disparities or the discrepancies between that and what you guys are doing be? Yeah. So do you have anything off that? Because I'm thinking about Silicon Valley Bank now. Yeah. I mean, so these banks, so trusting, yeah, these banks are still banks. giving out your money to, you know, they do like loans for homes. And then some of them like SVB will invest they, in like government like bonds, blah, blah, blah. With no revenue. <laughs> <laughs> all that all thrown shade. So yeah, I mean, if a bank, if, if a bank is holding, let's say $10 billion and they bet on government bonds and those interest rates raise, and now that 10 billion is worth 1 billion, the money's gone. 
So like you're still trusting a centralized entity not to fuck with your money yeah. and time and time again, it keeps happening. So that's the, that's the biggest piece is your money's really not your money, so even you though you can move 10, it around. When you transfer that 10K Zelle, like it's really- just sure, But it's just digits screen. on a screen. It's the whole FTX thing. It's like, yeah, you have 10K in your bank. You have 10K. Oh, the 10K is now John's. Now John has 20K. Is it really there? Like they're just saying on the and screen And they just hope there. to God at the same time, not everyone wants that money. Bank yeah. run. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. That, that's what everyone hopes. Because like when you, when you yeah. wire 10 grand, like there's not like a truck that's coming and picking it up from one <laughs> bank and bringing it to the other. It's not, yeah. Which, not which if, it, no. if, if like everything made sense, that's how it would have to be, you know? That's what you would hope. That that's how it's like. like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But that's not what happens at all. Yeah. Just everyone's on the screen. Yeah. And also money's not real, right? Because the government's just printing it. So. Yeah, it's fucked. So, yeah. No, no. Let me ask you guys this because you might have a better grasp of this than I do. If you print the entire, like if you double the world's currency in like a year, right? You go from a supply of 100 trillion to 200 trillion how does inf- how is inflation only fucking 8% you know what i mean like yeah, how the yeah, fuck does yeah. that make is any it, sense is it is like is it actually it's like i mean you get it's it's pretty archaic all over and i mean government's I mean, not, the one that's yeah. kind of telling you what the inflation rate is like who yes. knows if it's actually cuz they like they look at different things like the price of like eggs milk and like chicken in like a few states or every yeah. county or something i don't know it's yeah. just some weird calculation it's kind of of like the uh it's kind of like the stock market and like you look at the s&p 500 it's like well that's not an accurate representation of the u.s economy because it's like the the better more stable stocks and companies that there are it's you're not taking the average of the market if you actually did take the average of the market it'd be fucked it's also it's also heavily manipulated too by 100 investment banks and all that stuff so yeah and so when people because like you know and i've asked people people have asked me and it's like well, if the economy is not doing that well, then like, why is the market still going up? Yeah. You know, 2020 and 2021. Yep. Yep. It's like, you could just throw a thousand bucks into Robin hood anywhere. Just close yeah. your eyes, throw a dart. <laughs> and the next morning you'd wake up and it would be like two grand. You're like, Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> I'm a legend. Yeah. 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 Freaking Wall Street bets. That was like the highlight of COVID. Yo, Wall Street yeah. bets. What was up with that? Dude? January that 2021. Yeah, dude. I was just sitting on the couch, like freaking day trading on yeah. Yeah. Like, and all this garbage. Yeah, I was, I was at your GameStop. place. And I was like, bro, I just threw a bunch of money in the Blackberry and Nokia. Yeah, You're bro. like, what the fuck? <laughs> bro, it's like we just went back two decades. Like, yeah. It would have been a banger investment in 97. Yeah. <laughs> Remember in 2020 when like COVID hit and like we were sitting in the triple? Yep. And we yep. just watched him be sold it and it was like negative every morning. Every morning. And I was like, yo, I'm depositing all yeah, day. And yeah, you were like, yeah. what? I was like, yo, buy QQQ. Bet. I was like, yeah, buy yeah. Shopify. And you were yeah. like, I, I think you did buy Oh, you made me a lot of money. You yeah. made me a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but then like it went up and then like now it's like here ish. It's going to go right back up too. But like mm-hmm. you have to hit people where it's like when they're hurt, bleeding, like everyone's oh, scared yeah. of shit. And that's when you hit. Like that's what I'm saying. Like right now, I think a good time in crypto for that. Cause like maybe within like day to day, like down, within your man. friends, like yeah, it feels like all crazy. But, like in the grand scheme of the world, like no one even talks about this shit anymore. Yeah, you like know? like when the when the 18 year olds stop talking about it, that's when you should get back into it. You should be like ripping through it. And then yeah. when they start talking about it again, you're at the top. And yep. they're like, oh, that's when you sell. That's that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, when, that's when like a stripe comes in like, yo, 100 mil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, bill, whatever the hell you do. I know you're like a 100 mil. I don't want that. <laughs> you're like two bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Parker's like, bill, if there's no B, you know, be like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. man. We're here to build. Is that a whoop you got on? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the whoop. I want to get one. 
Because I got the, I'm rocking the aura ring, but like I can't use this to work out. Yeah, so it's like, uh, it's really good for tracking. Like, I mean, obviously, there's great metrics on it. You get like sleep, stress, workout, but like, there's no button to activate when you want to work out. You you can't like Ah. end the workouts. Like, that's the only, you have to have your phone on you. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, if you run. Right, if you go for a run, you don't want your phone on you. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. The the reason I ask is like, I've been like, I have been, but I'm becoming more of like a health nut and. I mean, oh, I think everything bath. should be a little bit more health conscious. We got the ice bath on the yeah, bottom. Dude, yeah, it's epic. It's, it's the best. Bullshit. I mean, like, I definitely... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we can live it on DiGiorno. It's all microwave. It's all microwave. Real question. What's like your routine? You guys get up at like 6 a.m. and all this bullshit or like... Dude, that's... Uh, so it's not that extreme. I mean, yeah. you see all this stuff all over the internet where it's like... He does, he does all this 4 a.m. He gets up at like 5.30. Well, that's fine. Likes cold, it. Likes it. Thing. It's good. You got it. I think everybody has to go through different like experiments with their schedule and push themselves as hard as they can and like readjust and see what works and what, what doesn't. I mean, we work 10 to 14 hour days every single day. That doesn't require waking up at four, but it requires putting in 10 hours yeah. of work. So if you go... I don't know. If you're nocturnal and you wake up at 2 a.m. and then you work until 2 p.m., that's still 12 hours a day. If you're doing that every day and you make it work for you, that's fine. Yeah. But obviously there are scientific things around like being nocturnal is bad for your health and whatnot. So probably shouldn't do that. I don't know. We wake up. I mean, we definitely like in the morning early and just work, but yeah. not 4 a.m., 5 a.m., not like that. Yeah. We, I mean, we've, we've gone through cycles too. Like, there's times where we were getting up much earlier, working out in the morning and then like working throughout the day and then like stuff was like optimized around the nighttime. You didn't want to like ruin the yeah. schedule. Whereas like now, like, you know, we're still getting up like pretty early and then like working more in the morning. So we have more meetings stacked then and then working out at night. Just like, I mean, yeah. it's kind of like you, you kind of shift. Like I did the whole like 430 as like 430, go run for like three miles, go like to work, like work and then work out in the afternoon. It's like, okay, it's just burn out. Yeah. I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, like your job isn't to like, I mean, your, your job, you're, you're only being healthy so you can be better in your job. Right. Yeah. And like, obviously you enjoy it. It's like stress relief. Good for you. All that kind of jazz. But like at the end of the day, it's like, how can you just be optimal for what's really important here? Yeah. I think like, I think most people, they try to revolve around like the, the concept is you wake up and you just do the hardest shit first and then the easier and more enjoyable shit throughout the day. Mm. Do you guys kind of do that as well? I mean, it's like, it, it, it depends. Cause like, like, I just like, I don't know, even know. Cause like working out is like fun. It's kind of like a stress reliever for us at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get the ring light? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like it, it, working out. So it, it's definitely hard, but like, I wouldn't say it's the hardest thing we do every day. So it's like now it's like we just get up and get after it because like yeah. it, we just have more shit in the morning to do now. Like at night we're still pushing ourselves hard in the gym because like we've always enjoyed it. It's like the one way that like I don't know socially we just BS and hang out and have a good time yeah. while doing it. We're still going hard, but yeah, it's I don't way to unwind at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah, dude, I just can't. I I can't stay consistent when it's it's an afternoon workout because I'll just end up working till like fucking nine ten and I'm like yeah. fuck. I don't have any. Like if you have a long day, you can't get to it. That's why I just have to like start my day with a workout. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's and I think that's why. We, we we did do the morning for a while and it was pretty good but like now it's just kind of like, uh, like I don't know it's just the schedules that yeah. have worked out and like plus we're traveling all the time too right yeah, now like in the next couple months so it's like honestly it's just wherever you can get it in yeah. so like we say we work out at night like usually it's like seven o'clock but like you know we'll have meetings that run until whenever go later yeah, yeah. real question for both because I know you guys 
pretty well. Like whatever, we, we live together. We pound it. Yeah, <laughs> I punch you in the face. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll go through that. But like, legit, have you guys gotten to a fight yet? Like, you Us? No, like a, like a real fight. No, no, no. Not, not even like a half not, fight or yeah. a mini really? fight. Yeah, it's yeah. been. It's it's just. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how it hasn't happened, but yeah. it's been. You guys like probably will, but like. It's well, I mean, well, like, we both have big personalities. It's like it's not a neither of us are confrontational. We're both pretty confrontational and like pretty intense. But I think at the end of the day, like we just have a great understanding and relationship with each other. We're like we just over communicate. That's probably why, right? Like, n- yeah. neither of us are, like, timid. It's like, if something's, like, pissing you off, you're gonna be like, hey, yo, like, this and this, and the other person's gonna be like, well, nah, fuck you, this and this, and then it's like, oh, okay. It's like, yeah, so yeah. sometimes, yeah, that's it. It sometimes just it's like, fuck me, sometimes it's like, yeah, yeah. guys, like, I feel yeah. like, two, I feel like a company run by two females would be totally different than a company <laughs> run by, like, and we just met, like, that female yesterday. I mean, she was a beast, but yeah. her business partner was a man. Imagine if it was a woman. I, like, I can't imagine how much more conflict and how many more crying nights <laughs> she would have. <laughs> she has two a week. She cries like twice a week. She said, "Kind of, kind of crazy." Well, yeah, we, yeah. I mean, dude, running a company's yeah. hard. Like, yeah. I'm not, a, yeah. I'm not much of a crier, but like, if I was, I'd be crying a lot. Yeah. Like, but it, it's yeah. like, dude, you, you're down bad, and yeah. it's like you can feel it. Like some days, it's like, it's oh, right Parker's yeah, pissed right the fuck off today, or like for like a month, it'll be like, oh, Armand's pissed the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like it just, it just comes and goes, and like the highs are really, really high, and but those are much rare, and the lows are really, really low, and those are more frequent yeah. when yeah. you're. You guys have come like two peas in a pod. Like, I, I yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two peas in a pod. Yeah. <laughs> peas in a pod. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're just two peas on the pod. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. god. Yeah, yeah. Like, Fucking Eminem over here. <laughs> <laughs> Eight mile and we're on Eighth Street, but it's like whatever. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah, we call our moms a lot though. Do yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I mean at the end of the day, every it's like day, yeah, no one. I don't, I don't even talk to my mom to like complain or like yeah. offline. I just call her like, hey, what's up? And yeah, like yeah. she just talks about you know, oh, like I walked the dog and did this, and it's like. There's there's calmness in this world. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. not all like chaos and this person and that we all, person. We, we also realize it's like this is like sorry if the investors are watching, but it's like it's all bullshit too. To what degree? It's like, like it's all bullshit, but it's bullshit. Like everything we do, like we could be like fucking homeless in like the middle of like Malaysia or something. Like all this is like fake. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't really like, matter. Like, like, Fugazi, Fugazi. Fugazi. It's all yeah. Fugazi, Fugazi. Like. Yeah. It, it, like you only need like 50k a year to like live happy and like be oh, yeah, a normal yeah, person, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything we do is like literally like one percent of one percent of one percent for sure. Yeah. And like the problems that we do face, like yeah, they're big problems, like they're important problems, but like in, in the grand scheme of life, like yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean that was like, that was like that was like advice honestly that we got pretty early on is like we were meeting with some guys that you know had been successful and that were like potentially going to invest. And like our buddy was like, don't bullshit them. Like, don't give them this whole like, oh, I'm out here to change the world yeah, and like yeah, yeah. build this. It's like, yeah, you you want to do that. Like, you want to build cool stuff. You really truly do believe in what you're building. But at the end of the day, like, it's still kind of an ego thing. Like, money yeah. motivated. Yeah, 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 you want you want you want to make money. You want to like, you want to just drive a successful company. Like, the success factor might even be bigger than like the money factor. Where it's yeah. like, you want to just like drive something that wins. And like, if you're not winning, then like, what's the point of doing it? And then yeah, people yeah. are motivated to do that. And like, are the ones. Actually, yeah, I mean, you said like like if sorry investors are watching, like investors' whole job is to invest to make money. 
Yeah. We're yeah. all here. Like, the they, top they, of the they, list, like, what are you doing? And make money. And game where it's like, oh, we do this to, like, find yeah. big vision problems. Like, dude, you're here literally to make billions. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, the, big, the big, like, the Airbnbs, the Ubers, like, big the, the yeah, big yeah, disruptors yeah. are, like, the ones that are going to, like, yeah, you have a vision, and it's, like, a vision's going to do really vision well in the market. Shit. It all goes hand in hand. Yeah, it's all hand in hand. Yeah, people don't talk about that. I think... They all talk about the fluffy crap, but at the end of the day, dude, it's like, I'm here to make money. Like, yeah, period. Yeah. Like, period. Like, I mean, motivations to make money can vary, but, like, at the end of the day, it all boils down to one thing. And, yeah. like, money, success with money, it's, like, hand in hand. Like, if you sell a company for a billion, even raising two million, like, that's a success in itself. Like, there's yeah. money attached to it. Like, what we do, it's, like, there's money attached to it. Like, yeah, you feel good on the success, but also it's, like, yo, there's still a number there. Whether yeah. it's fake or not in the Chase account, it's still fun. <laughs> <laughs> Put it's it on still, chain. Still legit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do anything else? I'm sure. Yeah, this is a good um, conversation. Yeah. So you guys are, what, about like a year old? Yeah, a little over. So uh, my question to you is, if you were to go back to when you, like, the inception of the company, uh, what, what's something you would do different? Ooh. We talk about this. I think the way, the way we raised might have... I'd alter it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd alter it. Because we heard, we, it's just, it's so hard. We <laughs> just freaking go over <laughs> We're just skate by that one. <laughs> go <like> on. <laughs> <laughs> I always ask like serious questions and he finds He's over there fucking whispering in your ear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, I, I think there's nothing really, okay. This is it. I'm, I'm about to be all philosophical or whatever. It's the growing pains of being a first time founder that you just have to go through where you then look back and you're like oh i could have changed this and this but looking back it's like if you didn't really make those mistakes or take that bad advice you wouldn't really know any different so yeah i mean there was some investment advice that we took that was like all over the place because we were just hearing so much some people were like raise a little bit at a low valuation some people were like no raise a lot a lot a high valuation do this do that you shouldn't hire people you should hire people you should build before you raise you should raise before you build like it completely conflicting shit flying all yeah. over the place. I think the ultimate answer is like, just play with the cards that you're dealt and do what you can and just follow your gut. Like that's all you can do. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think that's like the differentiator too. With us too, it's like we kind of knew at the end of the day the only people that we're gonna trust to make the best business decision for peas was us. And so like, we took a lot of advice and then probably like didn't follow up on it because we just like, man, it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. So, I mean, at, at the end of the day, to be, to, to be successful in any capacity, you just need to trust that you're the one that's making the best decision every day. And going off that and just go with your gut. And yeah. Just so it out. It's kind of like the yeah. thing that like we, we knew then and like is now we're more solidified and like, no, it's like, okay, like, you know, you, you really have the trust in like a lot of capacity where, you're maybe not even looking for like some advice here and there unless you really like, no because every other day that you do it you get more confident and you're like yo yeah. that thing i'm actually thinking that like i did and like someone told me that like to do and i did it like it worked so like actually i know what the hell i'm doing yeah. like yeah. I, you know what i mean yeah and you still don't know all the answers like you're not perfect but like you're yeah. like all right like every day i'm doing this thing it's working so like let's keep and you test like at the end yeah. of the day you're always testing your limits it's like why like I think there's a lot of like SBF, like the Sam Bacon Freed sympathizers. Cause it's like at the end of the day, the dude was like, he was the taking was big bets yeah, 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 and like yeah. he was trying things that like may or may not work. And like there's a huge upside, obviously a massive downside. Yeah. And I, I definitely don't agree with the way he was doing things. I think yeah, his like yeah. thought process was probably a little off. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, like 
how else are you supposed to get like from like point A to point B? Yeah, and if those best hit, like no, oh, he, no everyone would be like, he's, a, he's a, yeah. a genius. Yeah. I mean, it just wasn't yeah. his money to gamble. I think yeah. that's yeah. the whole like ethical yeah. thing, yeah. which was which was fucked up. But he was pretty much the Warren Buffett of crypto. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah, the, like yeah. the the Zuckerberg of crypto. Zuckerberg, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So young. All right. It's been a pleasure, guys. It's been a good one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Where we? Sure. How, how do we plug you guys? Like, like, what do you want people to like? Do you want people to even use it? Like, not use it. What do you? What you <laughs> Just go to just go to peas.com P E A Z E Twitter. Same thing. What, what are your personal tours? If you want people hitting you guys up too. Yeah, it's just Parker uh, Parker Cardwell and Armand Vaziri. Yeah, yeah. We can drop them in the description. Yeah, yeah, yeah check, the, just check in the description <laughs> below. <laughs> yeah. So no, yeah, yeah, man. But um, if you want to learn more, down to coach people. Spread yeah. the word, do the thing. You know how it is. You can read our. I mean, if like, if you're interested in like understanding what crypto is about, too, like we do, like we have like a blog that's like very low level. Like anybody yeah, yeah. can comprehend it. I send it to my mom to try and get her to understand every week. And it's just like to see what the ethos of Web three and decentralization is about. We think it's pretty powerful. Like obviously, at the end of the day, like yep. it's why we're here. We believe in what we're building. Um, and so I think that it's just about getting more eyes on it and actually have. I mean, even at a non-crypto level, like we got buddies who are quitting their jobs and like starting companies and that has nothing yeah, to do with yeah. crypto, but there's a lot of advice and help that like we'd love to give just to like yeah. push a, an army of fuck working and just building stuff and changing the world because yeah. anybody can work at a company, but 100%. Yeah. if you really want to do something, do it yourself. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Do the gentleman's challenge, Kyle. That's all you. Gentleman's challenge, or it's gentleman's agreement. Oh, fucking agreement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the gentleman's and, and that, who does this? Morning Brew. Uh, my first million. My first million. It's a podcast. I don't know if you guys listen to that mm-hmm. one. My first million. So essentially, because all this free value has been provided, all that we ask in return is for you to like, comment, and subscribe. I, you know, you know what I want you to. I want you to comment something very specific and. If you do, we might pick one of you randomly and, and give you something special. But uh, I want you to comment if you currently own any crypto. That's all I want you to do. Just comment if you're a crypto advocate, if you own crypto. I'm very curious to hear from our audience because I'm sure like some of them do, some of them don't. I used to. I currently don't. I might have like 20 cents because you can't like withdraw 20 cents. Yeah, it kind of sits there. But, uh, but yeah, I'd be I'd be curious. Answer that question. And yeah, throw maybe in the we'll comments. You we need some comments, like, shares. <laughs> Follow us on subscribe. Is that, is that yeah, a thing? Subs- oh, yeah. yeah, you gotta subscribe. Yeah, you to subscribe button. Yeah, subscribe. Yeah. Smash that. We're almost at a thousand. <laughs> probably by now we're pipe. By this episode, yeah, we're past we'll, a thousand yeah, subs we'll on this one. Congratulations yeah, yeah. 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 By, by this, like, this is like four hours. Are we celebrating? Is that what we're doing tonight? One K, one K. We have like fifty K on TikTok. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. over a thousand on Instagram by now. So like yeah, we're getting there. Cool. We'll figure it out. Well, no, I appreciate you boys. Nothing but luck. Always appreciate Always. it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Fucking Thank you, brother. You guys got it. We'll be back. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, boys. See, yeah. you yeah. See, you See you on the next one. See you on the next one.